You're listening to The Life of Try. It's triathlon for your ears. It's pretty hard. Um, it's pretty hard for the PTO to get everywhere, isn't it? Um, you know, I, I, I looked at Noosa on the weekend, Noosa Triathlon, and it's, you know, that's an old favourite of ours. Anyone in Australia knows the Noosa Try. It's a big Noosa. It's a big race. Um, it was a shadow of its former self, um, a bit like yourself, Kevin McKinnon. Thank you for being here. Um, <laughs> shadow of my former self. Nice way to start the morning. That It's true, unfortunately, <laughs> but um, you know, a sad reminder. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for that, Phil. Yeah, just a, uh, just a little drive-by for you. Um, of course, Kevin comes to us, uh, from the beautiful triathlon magazine, Canada, uh, where it's always a balmy 22 degrees and it's, um, how's your weather at the moment? You okay? Oh, it's, uh, it's two this morning. Oy. I, uh, I have to head out and start coaching in about a half hour. So, uh, which is good news for everyone. It means that we can't talk for too long this morning no. and, um, it's going to be a cold one. Mm. My, my Labrador retriever puppy packs is. Uh, he's totally fine with this weather, but I would, I would prefer it to be a touch warmer. What's um? What are you coaching this morning? What's what's on the on the? I got got uh, my triathlon group. We're uh, on our way out for a run, hmm. or they'll be running. My, I'm just sort of coaching. Are they doing? Here. What what are Too they doing? What's, what's on what's on the schedule? What are they actually doing running wise? Oh, uh, so. Um, we'll, we'll, uh, do some stairs and then, um, uh, some one K intervals, Oy, that's so a, a little bit of a strength session today. That'll wake you up in the morning. I remember when I was pretending to be uh, an athlete and we used to go into this, um, place, uh, and run, it was a grass running track. It was beautiful, really lovely setting. And, um, we'd be doing in the middle of the, the outside of the track, uh, sorry, in the middle of the track. Um, the sprinters would all be there. And I think part of their routine was three by sit on the blanket, four <laughs> by sit on the blanket and show my abs, six by stare at the girls who've got better abs than the guys. And I'll just check them out as well. And we'll check out each other and put it on Instagram. And then the warm down was walk off with a towel over your shoulder. Fantastic sets, really good sets. Yeah. Um, well, the thing is, Phil, you have to remember that if we all could have been sprinters, we would have been. The downside was we just didn't have those kind of wheels. So well, we Kevin, ended up having to be distance athletes who, um, yeah. So um, well, um, I'm going to correct you there. I once, uh, you wouldn't know this, but I once clocked for 100 meters. I once got sub 20 seconds. So, you know, I had some speed. I had some speed. <laughs> Slow as a fucking wet week I was, mate. Hopeless, hopeless. And I, I agree. If I could have had the, you know, the uh, beach muscles and done a few of those sorts of things. Well, we were while they were doing that, mind you, we were busting our asses doing your one k efforts and the eight hundreds and the stuff that makes you want to vomit. That was us. Um, but um, yes, they looked very, very handsome. Now, getting back to Noosa Triathlon, um, I, I'm I'm surprised the PTO haven't got in on this one. Um, Maybe because of there's something in me that wants to preserve really big races, and in Australia, because we were part of the forefront of great races, um, there's a, a number of them. You know, um, 
Nepean springs to mind, Noosa springs to mind. There was one called Port Arlington, which is around the corner from me, which I think still goes on. And that I remember racing that in 1990. Um, and then I remember seeing it in 80, I want to say 86 or seven. And the great Dave Hansen, who was a race director then, and uh, I think he was on um, race management for Sydney Olympics. Guy was a genius, good man, Dave. Um, rides a foil very nicely. Um, I would like to see these races get support, Kevin, because they are the, as in cycling, these are the monuments of the sport. Now, you can't support every race. I completely understand that. But some races are special than others, and Noosa is. Have you ever been to Noosa? I have not. And, uh, you know, certainly, you know, you were saying Aussies all know about it. I would, I sort of feel like a good portion of the triathlon world knows about that race. For a while, it was the largest try in the world. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, you know, at, at its heyday, I believe that whole weekend sort of gets, or used to get, you know, ten to twelve thousand people. Am I am I imagining things no, or is no, that no, no, you're right. And and the cool thing about it was, right, like because it was this festival, you would get the um um the run, they'd do a bolt, an ocean swim, a criterium, and the criterium one year drew um uh what's the Slovenian lad's name? Um I can't think of his name. Um green jersey wearer for the tour. It's completely gone out of my head. Um, uh, just very good cyclists have been there. And this is going to haunt me because I can't think of his name. Uh, Peter Sagan, sorry. Um, so Peter Sagan rolled up one year. So it attracted the best studio, Grady, you know, um, Robbie McEwen, Green Jersey. Guys would show up for this race. And then you'd have the, you know, the 5K run, which was, you know, held with all some of the best road runners in the world as well and in Australia and they would, you know, they'd get around that very quickly. And then the race on Sunday was, as you said, Kevin, big, you know, thousands of people racing. Like, Yeah, you know, I feel like there were five to 6,000 in the try yeah. alone and then, yeah. and then you had the other events. So, um, but, you know, I'm sort of having a quick look here. Uh, 15,600 top prize money for the men and the women, like obviously equal all the way down to 10th, which was 620. Yeah. Um, like, I'm not sure they, so, you know, that's, that's a decent prize purse. I'm not sure how the PTO, I, I, I get the feeling they probably didn't need to go to the PTO to say, Hey, we need to boost our prize purse. Like we're only going to offer five grand for the win. Like, no, but I think I in terms Australian of dollars, so it yeah. probably only buys you a, you know, uh, an entry to the movie theater, but oh, there he um, is. Still, There's my special guy. <laughs> well done, mate. Well done. Um, I, I don't think it's also about prize money. I think it's about, you know, building the profile of the event um, and giving it life again. You know, um, it used to, now I'm, I, I don't want to diminish the winners. Um, Luke Willen won the men's, but I mean, the, the star of the show is Ashley Gentle who won her eighth Noosa. Now the quality of field wasn't great. I'll be honest with you, not a great quality field. But in saying that, I don't care who was there, Ash Gentle would have, you know, she owns that course. So I'm not diminishing her win for a second because she's a boss and she would have won any who, whoever showed up. But the fields were not what they were. You know, um, in previous editions of this, you know, we've had Pete Jacobs, Chris McCormack. Um, we've had big um, other big riders and, and uh, triathletes come out and race this. And I think it would be awesome to get 
people there because it's this amazing event. It's hard to get people on this side of the world. I understand all that and I understand COVID, but I did reach out to the PTO and say, hey, have you thought of it? Uh, and the response from one of their insiders was that they would, you know, like all things, they would consider it. Obviously, it's not a statement, but it's just a, hey, you know, it, it, everything's on the table for the PTO. I think building a profile um, and trying to bring that race back to, because if you look at the honor roll, the honor roll's pretty amazing. There's been some amazing athletes winning that race. Um, and there's probably, again, you could probably find monument races everywhere, Kevin. I, I would dare say, um, you know, Canada's got a few as well. Um, you know, obviously Penticton is the queen of race in your country. Um, yeah, well, the the thing is, though, I'm trying, you know, there's not a lot of um, huge destination Olympic distance and sprint events. No. Right? Um, and, it, you know, the, the thing is, even as a coach, like, am I telling somebody, yeah, uh, you know, travel halfway around the world for Olympic, an Olympic distance event? It's, um, you know... It's a tough sell to a lot of people. Um, they'll go for the worlds, um, but yeah, you know, I, I totally agree. Noosa to me should be a bucket list event for people, but you know, a lot of folks are kind of saying, "Well, it needs to be a half at least," or uh, if I'm going to go somewhere like that, I'm, I'm I need to be doing it for a full. And I'm not sure how we change that mindset. But, no, look, um, again, I, I'm I'm pontificating on the PTO saying, hey, you know, what can we do? Can we build events like these monument races? Maybe they offer something else. I don't know. But if you look at the honor roll, which I've just done a little sneaky peek at the moment, um, Spencer Smith, Miles Stewart, uh, Brad Bevan, Steve Foster, Nick Croft, they're all the olden boys. Craig Walton won it a ton. Chris McCormack's won it. Courtney Atkinson's won it. Um, you know, Aaron Royal has been there. Women's has seen Caroline Stefan win it. Um, Mel Rollinson's won it. Emma Snowsill's won it a ton of times. Felicity Abrams won it. Carol Montgomery, one of yours has won it. Um, I think that we let her have the win because we felt sorry for her. Uh, <laughs> Emma Carney's got it. Michelle Dillon, you know, like this is a really, this is quality what we've seen here over the journey. I just want to come back to when has an Australian ever let a Canadian win just because you feel sorry for us? No, not not in triathlon. No, all the way so. down, all the way down, can I say, all the way down to the wonderful Erin um, Baker in 1984. So, yeah, so it's a good list. I think, I think it's more just top of my head thinking, you know, maybe we should look at monuments in this sport. The sport relies on, you know, history and it relies on tradition and i get it travel to australia is a bitch at the moment it's impossible we stand there and we shoo people off um but i don't know it's worth thinking about um and not just for noosa for races around um the world but one race around the world that is going to get a lot of attention um over the next little while is um well let's we'll get to um, we'll talk about Florida. Now, your wonderful website was reporting that uh, the Colonel has decided to make the um, make the journey. And also Cam Worth has also um, going to make the journey to see what they can do against Gustav Eden. So a little bit of mayo put onto that sandwich, um, which is good. Yeah, three, three out of four ain't bad is I think what I put up on our uh, Facebook post. So you know, not seeing Jan Ferdano in that field, but um, 
Uh, and somebody kind of made a comment that we're piling on lots of pressure on Gustav Eden and his first event. But um, I have a feeling Gustav has no issues with that. Like he's, right. um, I, I think he's heading into this very serious about it. And uh, I think as I wrote, uh, as long as he stays patient, um, he to me is still very much the race favorite, even though he hasn't done one of these. Um you know, for him, it's a, it's a really simple race plan. You, you uh, just, you know, he's likely to be one of the first swimmers out and uh, get up the road, wait for the cam and uh, Lionel um, steam train to come flying on by and uh, jump in and hang in there for as long as you can and then hope that you haven't lost too much ground on Cam Wharf um, and can... Uh, Stay with Lionel through the early parts of the run. Be patient and see what you can do. So, should be a fun one to watch. Yeah, and I think again, um, Fredino's amazing when he goes to a race, um, and he's a, like he's a talking point on his own. However, they've done well to um, convince those other boys to head down there um, and take a look. Heather Jackson still is race favorite, or you know, leading that. Uh, yeah, I, I think um, I think you pretty much have to put Sky Munch, Munch. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. The Canadian-born who uh, mm-hmm. uh, has dual citizenship but races as an American. Very sad for us here in Canada. But yeah. Um, uh, anyway, Sky. I would Sky. You know, has had a great season coming off the win at Chattanooga. Um, you know, a little bit ago. So uh, I think she probably ends up coming in as the uh as the favorite but um yeah certainly never count heather jackson out um uh but i i don't know i just i feel like imogen simmons um she hasn't really ever dialed in totally dialed in a full distance she um she finished i think she was second to sky uh in frankfurt uh in 2019 and um so you know, she uh, and I think she was third at uh, at a full distance event earlier this year as well. So, um, you know, I think keep an eye on her. If she dials in this full distance stuff, she is certainly someone to keep an eye on. Um, it's hard to see someone who's won a um, a race so uh, soon as well, though. I, I I struggle with you know if you've won end of the month of September, if you've taken out an Ironman win, which Sky did in Chattanooga, um, then how, how can you recover? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing for five weeks? I suppose you're, you're trying to just get yourself back together and then, uh, and reload, but it's certainly, I don't know. Is she going to be, is it going to, the back part of that marathon, is it going to tell? Yeah. You know, Hey, it, it, you're dating yourself a little bit here because uh yeah back in our era back in the dark ages um you know when dinosaurs was still creeping around you know people didn't do that kind of thing um but now got you know you look at cam cam Worf, who basically looks at iron man racing as if it's uh pro cycling and just yeah you know you've got one this weekend okay you got another one the next weekend off we go um, so people are figuring out how to bounce back a lot quicker. This will be Lionel Sanders' fifth full distance race this year. Um, came second in Copenhagen, second in uh, Chattanooga, 
um, well, second to um, Jan in uh, in the tri-battle royale, and then, of course, had his meltdown in Coeur d'Alene. So, um, you know, he's figuring out how to bounce back from these things too. Yeah, so. I, I look, I think I think Kenworth's an outlier, right? I think because he's a cyclist um, and – I just think there's a mentality there as well as a, probably as a physiology that can get up and go day after day. If you've done a grand tour, then your body knows and recovers as a different, almost a different species. I think triathletes with, um, you know, the amount of pressure it takes to win an Ironman, you know, um, I don't know. I, I, I think all recovery aside, you can have the greatest toys out there, but you've still, it's the, you know, trying to get yourself up. It'll be an interesting one. And I agree. I'm probably dating myself cause I am old, but uh, you know, <laughs> thinking about, you know, what it takes in five weeks and what you can do and what your body can do. Um, I mean, the marathon is brutal, but to win uh, an Ironman, like that means you're out the front. There's a lot of pressure on you. She only won by a few minutes in Chattanooga. So she didn't sort of get to switch off. Uh, and moonwalk her way down the the last you know ten k's. There was pressure on her for the race. So, um, yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, but five Ironman in a year does circle back to when we were a lot younger and better looking, um, because you know they used to do that Ironman circuit. They used to have the Ironman series where they would race around the world. Um, the Tinleys and the Brownings and that sort of stuff would go out and, and race those. Um, yeah, but um, you, you look at, uh, so, you know, the people who were winning Kona at that era, during that era of the, uh, what did they call it? The Ironman World Series? Or I can't remember like what that. it was, but, you know, Tinley would do four of them. And, um, you know, even Paula wasn't doing that many. Um and, and uh, you know, the people who are winning Kona, Dave Scott, uh, Mark Allen, uh, you know, Dave would do Japan and Kona at, at his best years. There were some years all he did was Kona. Uh, Mark Allen, you know, did the, the Nice and Kona thing for ages and ages. But the folks winning Kona, uh, winning the big show, weren't doing that, that Ironman series. They weren't getting in three and four full distance races in a year then the max they would typically do would be a couple. So, yeah. um, so yeah, you know, it, 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 things are just changing, uh, dramatically, um, on that front in terms of how, how many people are doing, but still, you know, for the most part, two to three seems to be the max yeah. for, uh, for the big guns, you know? Um, and, uh, um, and I think even, well, Cam, this, I, I believe this will be his second of the year. So, um, so yeah, we'll see. Yeah. To, to me, Cam, uh, if he dials in a similar race strategy, um, you know, uh, uh, Gustav Eden will be that, that'll be the dude he'll be chasing on that marathon. And the question will just be how far back will he be? And, um, you know, he's got to just try and make up a lot of the ground in the last 10K instead of trying to make up a lot of the ground in the first half. Do you, um, do you, um, thing to get your head around? Yeah, it is. Do you think in your first marathon at an Ironman, is that, uh, is that helpful or is it a hindrance? I, you know, a lot of people will talk about their first marathon and in Ironman saying, well, you know, we just ran and I know pros are different to age groupers, but a lot of them, 
set out into the unknown. And it's a good thing because they don't really know what to expect. Um, Absolutely. um, Well, and and I think you're coming in um, often with a ton of speed and not a ton of mileage under your belt. Like, you know, I think, yeah, and, you know, my non-existent career, my my first one uh, was the best marathon I ran. Same. Um, You know, and, and the longest I had ever run going into it was 30K. Um, so I think sometimes, um, you know, people end up being that little bit fresher and then once you do well, you go, okay, now I'm an Ironman athlete and you start doing insane amounts of mileage, which doesn't always help. (laughs) No, and that's what, um, Chris McCormick once said that to me, um, is that the, one of the worst things you can do is as a pro is get like a third or a second. Cause then you start racing like that. He said, rather than sticking to what got you to that podium, you start racing like someone else because you're trying to live up to the, the, you know, the expectation that you set yourself, which I always found a really interesting comment because often you'll see in Kona guys go big and they get that podium. And then the next year they're kind of eighth or ninth because maybe they've changed their attitude or their, the way they've raced or the way they've trained um, rather than sticking to the plan to what got you there in the first place. It's an interesting concept um, in how, in, you know, in how we do that and how some athletes get after it. Um, the other big kind of race on the horizon too is Abu Dhabi um, and the now world-famous Flora Duffy is back. Um, I think and- I would argue she was world-famous before that. You know, when you, you don't win a couple of world championships and, and not be well-known, win Xterra a bunch of times. Have you seen the things that they're naming after in Bermuda? Every time there's a – she would go to, an, <laughs> she would go to the opening of an envelope. Everything She's got a at the holiday, moment. and I think was it rum? They there's rum uh, that they've named after her, and yeah, she's a yeah. big deal. Oh, 100 percent, and totally deserved. I couldn't be more happy that she got that Olympic gold medal because um, I think she's a genius, and I think she's put in that many uh, kilometers around the world. She deserves everything she gets. So she's there. the um, the big The big mover, obviously, Lucy Charles Barclay. She's there. Um, Again, what does she need to do in order to get a um, get the win? What does she What does she think? What are you thinking here, Kevin? Um, so, got- uh, well, for, for Lucy Charles Barkley, it is just one hundred percent hammer fest all the way through. Um, you know, because this is really short; it's a sprint distance race, um, and she's just got to get things moving. She's got to. Uh, she's been working on her transitions. That's going to be key like she just uh you know super league in uh, malibu it was quite evident that you know she just doesn't have that or didn't have that skill set hopefully she's um she's developed that um but she needs to um she needs to help drive a small pack out front so you know just get hammering on the bike um early with a small group um, for her to win this because you know, she is a great runner. She's super strong, um, but I, I don't know that she's going to win a 5K road race over 30 people if they all come off the bike together. Um, but if she can you know, be getting off the bike with four or five people who are somewhat tired, um, then yeah, my money's on her to be able to hurt with the best of them. Um, but you know, that, that also depends, you know, tiring out Flora Duffy on the bike. That's a, (laughs) that's a tough ask. Yeah. Um, 
so um, so yeah, I'm just I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, you know, can you imagine a Flora Duffy, Taylor Nib, uh, Lucy Charles Barkley um, lead group? Um, and then the you know the but the big challenge for Lucy Charles Barkley is. Um, you know, her bike handling skills over that kind of a you know, course and distance, um, just, you know, that's not something that she's developed. And she's up against arguably the best bike handling triathlete we have ever seen. You know, Flora, it just, she knows her stuff. You don't, you don't win Xterra's uh, without the Xterra World Championship a bunch of times without being just amazing on the bike. So she's going to, Flora has all of the tools to, you know, accelerate out of the corners, all the things that you're used to seeing uh, when you're covering cycling events. Flora's got all of those um, tools in uh, ready to go. So yeah, it's, it's, it's just going to be a ton of fun to watch this race. Yeah, I think so too. I, I'm more, I'm more interested in to see what, um, yeah, what Lucy Charles Barclay's up to. I'm, I'm keen. I mean, we know Duffy can do it all. Um, what I'm excited about is the emergence of, you know, somebody who's trying to do it all at all distances. She, like Lucy Charles Barkley for mine is, you know, her, you know, sort of coming back into that mode of the Mark Allens of the world and the, you know, the Welshies who could do it all, you know. Yeah. Um, now everyone seems to be a lot more sort of in your own lane to a point, to a point. Um, but yeah, she's really going for it. And and those days were cool. I mean, you know, Mark Allen won in Avignon the same year that he also took a, um, you know, took something out yeah. as well in terms of the um, longer course races. Fun to see. Um, yeah, he won Avignon in '89. Uh, the year that he finally beat uh, that. The year that he finally beat Dave, right? So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then you had um, Welshy winning in Orlando with Mickey Mouse. So you know, winning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the other one I want to bring up before we uh, bounce off on our merry way, Sebastian Kienla. Uh, has decided cool. to hang up in uh, 2023. He's saying it is enough. Um, what have you loved about the guy and what are you looking forward to as he um, salutes out the door? Yeah, no, as well, Sebastian, just such a great character, right? Like just always, um, you know, I, I, I've joked with him at press conferences that I've done, you know, he, that he's always, you know, been a, a straight shooter and, and, you know, just said, yeah, I'm not ready to win this. I'm coming off an injury, whatever. And he's just kind of standing there looking, going, really? You're going to say this? And but, um, and then just, hey, I'm in great shape. I'm ready to go, you know. And um, always a straight shooter, really, uh, you know, very funny. He, he can be, you know, super funny at his award ceremonies and at press conferences and all that stuff. Just a, a class act in every way, shape, and form that I've ever, you know, for, in, in my dealings with them. And uh, we're going to miss them. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, somebody was asking, why on earth do you, you know, tell everyone two years out that you're, you're retiring? But he, uh, you know, he, he just, he needed a window. I think he was really struggling with motivation and um, he just needed that, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to work my tail off. Uh, next year, try and win the worlds. Um, then I'm going to have fun for one year, go do a bunch of bucket list races. And uh, that's how he's keeping himself motivated. And uh, I love it. It's just so typically uh, Sebastian. 
Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I've interacted with him a few times. Uh, and everyone, I mean, he's the one person I wish was an Australian um, because he was <laughs> such a, a, what, a... You don't want me to be an Australian thing? No, you stay where you are, buddy. Um, I'm going to try and find audio. I think I've got it of a 90-seconder with you when he won Kona. Um, and it is, I'll put it on the end of this pod. I'll, um, I'll sneak it in. It is a really, really good little bit of audio. Um, and it's, um, it's just <laughs> classic. You say nothing else than to listen to the joy in the man's voice. And, and when you do listen to it, he just finished with ESPN and he was absolutely cooked and he saw me waiting there and I, we eyeballed each other and I said, dude, I need 90 seconds. He goes, okay, I'll do, I will do 90 seconds for you. You know, he was awesome. Um, <laughs> that's a good, just a uh, real, that's a very good Sebastian. Uh, <laughs> just a accent. real good lad. I'm impressed. <laughs> so um, we'll let Sebastian uh, take us out on this one. And um, Kevin, I know you've got to get to training and we'll make this one a, uh, this will be our sprint version of the podcast today. Um, good luck with you and your athletes in your two degrees. You can have that. It's warming up here beautifully here in Victoria as the country and the state opens up and we're actually seeing people for the first time. Hallelujah. Uh, buddy, we'll uh, touch base with you over the course of the next week and we'll um, thank you again for your wonderful time. And you can be found at Triathlon Magazine Canada where all the beautiful people hang out. Awesome. Hey, thanks, Phil. I look forward to recapping a crazy busy weekend of racing next week. Uh, Sebastian, fantastic uh, effort today. Uh, world champion has a nice ring to it. Thanks. That's from Australia, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you know, I mean, I didn't, I didn't really believe that I could do it. I mean, it sounds stupid, but and I don't want to tell everybody, like, in the race week, oh, probably, uh, you know, delete me from the list. Uh, I'm not feeling that great. And um, it just seems normal for me to feel shit before the race and then have great races. And uh, when I feel good before a race, I always have a shit race. So, yeah, just um, I, I hope that I could change it because... It's, it's very tough if you feel like this and have this much doubts uh, in the last four weeks, especially after Mont-Tremblant leading up to this race. When you have that much self-doubt, what do you do? Like, what do you do to get yourself up and, and going? Just go as hard as you can on the bike so that your brain don't have any uh, oxygen left to think about stupid things, you know? Helps sometimes. No, but honestly, I mean, it's just like, do something that gives you yourself self-confidence and uh, that's what I what I did <laughs> well mate if uh, you're a painter you'd have been a Rembrandt today that was a masterpiece you put on uh, congratulations on a, on a wonderful day it was uh, outstanding to be on the course watching thanks a lot and uh, I stood down under <laughs> thanks for listening to the life of try if you like us tell your mates and follow us on Instagram at the life of try <laughs>